We're going to go over something that I think everyone needs to understand. Uh, this is really, really important, and it's about what a DIT does and why they're so important. Um, I want to start off with this by saying the most important thing the DIT does, or his biggest responsibility, is to protect the footage. Does everyone understand that? If the DIT then deletes your footage, your entire shoot has to be reshot, and that is double the budget. Does everyone understand that? If you lose the files, if you don't have the files, the most important job for the DIT is to protect the footage. Okay. Pair, how much? <clears throat> so I'll, I'll, I'm going to turn this over to Lynn. I just want to piggyback off of what Josh was saying and kind of put some real numbers to, to, some, to some stuff so you guys understand. So I wanted to ask Pear, or yeah, Pear or Andrew, um, on like the most recent TBC job we did, can you give me a ballpark estimate of what your internal expense was for that one day shoot? Let's say for example, the code pyro job. Okay, so if the guy, <laughs> the person you've hired to back up and save your footage, they don't do that right. And if we're missing anything, it could be anywhere from zero dollars to, to, to reshoot all the way up to three million baht. Do we have production insurance? This whole meeting is worthless now because we have production insurance. <laughs> no. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, it still wastes your time, even if you get it all paid back, and it pisses off the client and everybody who worked on it. Yeah, um, all your work goes down the drain. Yeah, so that's that's what's at stake um, if you're not doing this relatively properly. I'm trying to make it kind of painless in terms of what you have to do with um, what you as producers will have to do when you're actually hiring somebody. So you yourself, it's a good idea for you to understand kind of the whole process but everything I'm gonna to talk to you about also exists in this giant freaking document that I have that I'll share with you on Google Drive and Lark later on, and that's something that essentially you'll have to hand off to the DIT who you hire on the job, whether it's a DIT or a digital loader, and I'll get into that in a little bit, um, and to make sure that they follow through this. The whole point of it is so that we know and we have an idea of what we filmed on set and making sure that it got from on set all the way to the proper storage locations and into post. Whoever's doing post, whether it's us or somebody else. Um, and that we have a record of that. Sometimes you'll have a job where you just shoot and you hand it off and your client might come back and go, hey, you didn't give me everything or we're missing stuff. If you follow, if your person does these things properly, you'll have a record and you'll have pretty much insurance and a document stating that this is exactly what we shot. Here's an entire record of it. Is this what you have? And they go, yes. And you go, okay, then you're not missing anything. Um, so there's, in, in the world of DIT and, and copying your footage, most people understand it as it's a dude with a laptop, got a bunch of hard drives, takes your, you know, takes the footage from the camera, whether it's a memory card or a magazine or whatever you want to call it, and then it, it gets backed up or copied. Um, specifically, um, there's, there's something I kind of want to inform you about. There's, there's, in the world of this DIT kind of thing, there's actually two different types of positions. Um, and this might come up in a particular job. You might come in. There are some higher profile clients that might want something more than just what you understand a DIT does. So there's two specific positions that, ex that actually exist. 
One is going to be a DIT, which stands, well, stands for Digital Imaging Technician, and another one, which is a Digital Loader. And so that comes from the film days of actually loading film into a canister, into a magazine, into the, into the mag that goes into the film camera and that's exposed. Um, digital Imaging Technician came from the more digital era where we were not only recording the footage, but we were also playing it back and viewing it and doing quality control of it on the set. So where that kind of separates is what those two people are kind of capable of. So in terms of, <clears throat> I'll go with the digital loader, which is actually much closer to what all of us call a DIT. Um, everybody uses it as a standard term, like DIT, okay, we need the guy with the laptop to go copy the shit, right? So in reality, that's closer to something called a digital loader. This person's job is primarily for backing up quality control and creating logs and reports. Um, and so that's copying the footage, making sure that's secure, copying it to multiple different places, um, doing quality control as in checking the footage to see if there's anything wrong with it, um, and then logging it all and creating a report so that you have an exact copy, you, you have an actual report, a list of everything you've filmed on that day for security purposes. To help like understand this, what everyone's been using the entire time in Thailand's digital loader. No one's actually using DITs. They've just been saying that because it's a very well-known term. Okay, so the the thing is, when you get when you're talking when he's talking about more high-profile clients, it's usually not going to be commercials. It's going to be feature films. When a DOP like this um, very high-end or very known, a very expensive DP, he'll require a digital DIT, um, and that's because he's controlling the image. Right, he's matching shots. He's seeing the color grades live as they go while they're shooting. It's ensuring how the footage looks as it's shot. Uh, commercials are just so quick that there's no point in doing it half the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what we've been all doing is using digital loaders, right? And then DIT is definitely something that's much more high end. Usually a DIT cart. I don't. Maybe it's worth showing them what an actual DIT yeah, has. You got multiple monitors. You got a color grading. They even have like a color grading panel, like we have in our DaVinci room, on set. So there's much more to it, right? They're messing with color science and and stuff like that. Um, you know, a bunch of stuff that I don't really know anything about myself. Um, but then the digital loader is someone who's just ensuring things are copied and uh, that you're you're getting all the files, and he'll keep a log and a record, and you can go get into that, but. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the easiest way to think about it is that the difference between a DIT and a loader is that the DIT will often get an actual signal from the camera into his equipment, whereas a loader is not connected to the camera by any sort of connection. Um, so usually <clears throat> beyond what the digital loader will do in terms of copying the footage, quality control, and doing reports on it, is that the DIT will actually have a live feed of the camera's output. So whatever the camera sees at all times, the DIT on his equipment, he can see that live as well. And normally in, in a situation where you have an actual DIT, his job will be to quality control the live feed that's coming to him. So the actual thing you're shooting at all times, he's also presenting that back. That's something that's a place where usually the director of photography or your director sometimes even will sit together and they'll watch from there versus their own monitor elsewhere. It depends on the setup, depends on the show, 
how the DOP works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some DOPs don't like to sit at the DIT cart. Some of them always sit in the cart. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, it just depends on the job. And so the DIT's main thing is that they're they're manipulating the image that comes to to what the director of photography and and anybody else who's seen it live. So when the signal, they'll usually get some sort of either a wireless feed or an SDI cable from the camera to their actual cart and equipment and setup. They'll have monitors there where they can view it. They'll have equipment that allows them to analyze the image in a different way, um, like scopes and waveform and stuff like that. That's not something you necessarily need to know about, but they can do that. And then beyond that, they can also adjust the image. They can do live color correction. They can create looks for the DOP. Sometimes that's something that they'll do on set <clears throat> and then that's usually something on bigger jobs that's done during the camera prep. Um, in our workflow and due to cost savings or whatever, um, usually we find that we only hire this person and then they show up on the day, um, whether it's a DIT or a loader. <clears throat> Ideally, in the best world, to prevent any problems that you might run into on set. Let's say, for example, you show up and the equipment's missing. For example, the card reader, or we don't have the correct enough number of cards, stuff like that. This, these kind of things are, the responsibility usually falls onto the person who's gonna be interacting with that, and that's usually supposed to be handled at the camera prep. But due to cost or whatever, normally we're not hiring them to do that. I don't know if there's a way to figure that out in the future, who knows, that's up to production and how you guys wanna deal with that. In the ideal world and on professional larger sets, usually the DIT or the loader is with the camera team at the camera prep, prepping the gear. They're checking all the magazines. They're rolling test footage, bringing it into the computer, checking to make sure that the camera is actually recording it properly, the aspect ratios are correct, et cetera. So that when you get to the set, you already know everything's working and you solve all the problems there. Um, and then the same thing with the DIT during a camera prep, not only will they check all the stuff, Sometimes if they have enough time and if it's a big enough of a job, the DOP will come in and they'll actually shoot test footage. They'll create looks so they're not wasting time doing it on set. Um, so that's kind of the big difference. So on some of your jobs, maybe your clients might actually ask for live color grading. And that's where you have to start picking up going, okay, I need a DIT, not just a digital loader. Um, and it's a very big difference in cost as well because the equipment required to do it is exponentially more than... Mm just the laptop and there's a, and a there's cart. two companies here that, that really do this a lot and one's lifeboat and yeah. the other's gearhead okay so their their dits are equipped to do this okay so they can do live grading <clears throat> yep okay Actually, Netflix came in, uh, about six months ago oh yeah brand link probably doesn't do it Well, that's great if they do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. But live grade is what you're yeah. talking about. There's very specific software for it as well. It's really expensive. It gets into the whole thing. But um, for the sake of this conversation, for time, if you come in, when you're talking to your clients, and this this is how this will affect back to you guys as producers, when you're talking to your clients about your shoot, you'll probably want to ask them. And you'll be able to pick up on from the conversation whether or not this is necessary. Usually, if it's a pretty large job, you'll want to ask the question, do you guys want to do live grading on set? Um, and if they ask what that is, you can let them know that it's live color grading, it's hiring a DIT in their entire setup versus just a digital loader. 
oftentimes the clients are going to go, no, we don't need that. No, we don't have enough time. Forget it. Um, there might be some jobs where it comes in um, and it's and it's something that you'll want to just pick up on. At that point, if the client actually says, hey, we do want live grading, feel free to ping me um, because this is something that I've done professionally in the United States and that's something I can advise you on in terms of how to do it. Um, aside from everything, I'm, an actual, I'm actually a union-recognized digital imaging technician. I've done this professionally on movies, TV series, commercials in the United States. So if you have any questions specifically about that, I can answer that later. But like I said, I, I rarely think it's going to actually pop up here, but if it does, feel free to hit me up. The features is where it will eventually come up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's, it's really good idea to have it on there as well. Yeah. Um, that's usually when DOPs and the team, that's when people who are crafting the image actually have the time to do that with a DIT. They can actually take advantage of it. A lot of commercial work there, it's, it's just so fast. Well, commercial's done in a month, a movie's done in a year, right? So you have a, a year to uh, craft everything, essentially. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's kind of the difference between the two, the equipment. Um, the This, so essentially what I did in A-Archive, just to help you guys. So in A-Archive 2, I'll send a link to this in the group chat, but specifically... Uh, sorry, one thing. Um, when clients are asking about DIT, like 99%, like I think you need to fill out the situation and really kind of like understand what kind of job they're talking about. If it's a really small, like budget corporate job, obviously they're not asking for a real DIT. They're asking for a digital loader, um, but they call it DIT, right? I wouldn't get into... Don't try to fix... Don't yeah, try to correct try, them Trying to anything. correct them and say like, okay, well, you're actually talking about digital loader. Yeah. But the, the whole thing is like, okay, cool. So you just need them to back up footage, right? You don't need them to do any grading on set or you just ask those questions. And then if they say, oh yeah, I need them to grade and live grade, then you'd be like, okay, well, all right. why are you doing this for this small budget corporate job? You know, like that's kind of like the, really, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you really want to do that? Yeah. Um, and maybe they do and that's great. Yeah. You can build them for it. Yeah, exactly. We will awesome. do it. Yeah. But it's just really rare. Yeah. Um, the entire post team, has already been trained on this entire document about how the whole document talks about, in essence, how you're formatting your drives, how you're naming stuff, uh, how projects are set up, how your folder structure is set up. And this is for all the footage and all the data and everything that's actually on the project. Um, that's both in a archive, the job folder, where we actually store everything that's the copy of everything that we filmed. Um, not your not your job folder that includes your budgets and stuff like that, but the actual place where we keep all of our the, whatever we filmed, right? Um, so the entire post team already knows this. They already have this. Um, so if you have somebody like if we're doing post on it, our team is already trained on this. So you don't have to be training anybody yeah. on like that. If we're not doing post on this, um, this document, you know, it'll educate anybody who's working on it. Um, what we've done is we've what we're kind of requiring now is that every time you're on, you're going to film, um, we, I like to, we, we use the term essentially, if, in terms of your footage, in terms of security, something that I want to hammer home with you guys essentially, is that if you don't, if, if the, if your files and your footage doesn't exist in more than two places, it doesn't exist at all. You have to think of it that way. Um, and with Umbrella, we have an even stricter policy of having the footage exist in three different places. Yeah, yeah, go, go, whatever. Hey, where are you going? It's going to go poop. Uh, can, you, can you give me, can you give me some yeah. oh, There we go. 
Um, to add to this, so when we say exist in two places or more, right, or three places, we mean three physical places. I once had run into, this is like beginning of my career, not even career, it's like film school days, right? Like I was showing someone how to back up footage and I gave them two hard drives and I said, hey, please make sure you make a copy of this. And I came back at the end of the shoot day and they said, I said, everything okay? Or it's like halfway through the day, I checked in with them. Everything okay, you made copies? Yeah, yeah, I made copies. Say, okay, cool. And then I noticed that the other hard drive was still in the box with the wrapping on it. And I said, well, where's, how'd you make a copy? And he said, well, here. And he showed me, and on the drive, he had duplicated. He'd made two copies on the same drive, right? If that hard drive fails, the, both copies are gone. It's still as good as one copy, right? So that's what we're saying is like, when that's why you split up the footage at the end of the day. You get one producer takes one set of hard drives and then maybe to the director or the DOP or DIT or whoever it is, right, that you have worked out, they take another set so that if one of the vans crashes and burns, you still have a set of footage. Lost your producer, but you still, still got the footage. the footage. Yeah, so. Yeah. The, um... I, I don't want to lose any producers, so don't <laughs> worry. Yeah. There's something that's not in this document that I'll talk about real quick, and you guys can always ask me at any time, but just as, as a, a proof of concept, essentially, usually for a one-day shoot, you're per camera, you're going to film about one terabyte of footage. That's about, that's about per the camera. average. Per camera. Per um, camera. Yeah. So if you have one camera and it's a one-day shoot, you'll probably shoot about around one terabyte of footage. Our recommendation is that we always have double the size. You're supposed to have about, your, your contingency is supposed to be at 25%. No, 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 that's what he's saying. He's saying, he's saying, he's saying if you calculate it, <coughs> calculate it and then double it, and then so you know how many hard drives to buy. What yeah, size? No, but I mean, like, you're, with all the transcode files and everything, a lot of the time it comes up to like 1.6, Right. What he's what he's saying is if <laughs> exactly. you, if you have one camera, if you have one camera for one day, and then that's one terabyte, get two. You double anything yeah. you're going to get, yeah. and then that's going to fill in that gap. Yeah. Right. Yes. So uh, and Andrew's correct. Yeah. What we do once we're actually processing the footage, um, you'll actually store the processed footage also on there. I'll get into what that's called, raw versus proxy and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the essentially the rule of thumb is. If you have one camera on a shoot day, you need to have a minimum of a two terabyte hard drive to store it plus everything else. You'll have your sound files that co get copied to it, maybe they take still photos that needs to be saved to it, et cetera. So um, always kind of double that. So if you have two cameras, that's two terabytes of footage you're shooting, you should get a four terabyte hard drive. Um, but if you ever have any questions about data and storage and you need a calculation for that, I can do that really quickly for you and then send that back so you understand it. Um, as a just what I'll do is I'll do a real basic worksheet. This is something for a documentary that we're working on right now um, that I have a meeting with a client about. For them, we're having, we have like one, two, three, we have four copies of the footage, including our Google Drive, plus two additional copies that are just being used to work on. That's six copies of the footage for the whole project. It's crazy. And the data cost for that I'll figure out, I'll send you guys links to what to buy, how much it costs, et cetera. Um, but just for you have an understanding, this is a documentary that'll have approximately 60 shooting days. Um, and we're looking at anywhere between 
6,500 USD and 9,000 US dollars for just your hard drives. <clears throat> but that ensures that everything's safe and smooth and you, ha you do it properly. Um, there's ways to go about it cheaper, but then when you get into post, you end up having to spend more money because you have so many hard drives and you have to plug them in all at the same time. It takes up time, which ends up being money. So, um, okay. So we've already covered like kind of the protocol. I'll type that out in a little note and I'll pin it into the producer's chat as well. So we have just that you can reference that anytime as a pin. And I'll do that after this meeting. Um, this formatting stuff, this will go to the DIT. The DIT or the digital loader, sorry, will understand all these things in terms of how everything's supposed to be formatted, but all of it's detailed out in case they don't understand why. Um, it's not something you have to necessarily memorize. Um, something I want to talk about when Andrew just mentioned something about um, proxies. So essentially, your cameras, in order for us to get the best and highest quality image, we shoot in something that you would call raw, okay? Technically, the majority of footage isn't actually a raw file. It's some sort of compressed format. Doesn't matter, but we just call it the raw footage. Um, for us to edit off of it, it's very heavy, it's very large, it takes a lot of time, it bogs down our computers. So what we do is we make, a, we essentially make um, a very small, uncompressed, editable version of that called a proxy. Um, so for example, if you have a large file, it's like, I think, the, I think the calculation is here. Yeah, so for example, on a Sony camera that we're shooting for this documentary, four hours of footage for that day is 500 gigs. That's the raw footage. When we convert it to a proxy format, it's only 80 gigs. So it's about, about 20, a little bit less than 20% the size. And your computers can read it easily. They can cut it easily. You can cut in real time. There's no problems with that. So when you generate that, <coughs> usually the proxy is about 20% the size of your raw footage. That's how, and that's why Andrew was mentioning that you want to make sure that you're having more, you're buying more storage than what you're actually shooting raw, because you'll need to put that onto the hard drive as well. Um, and so that file format and how that's generated, all that stuff is also in this document. Your digital loader should understand what that is. If for some reason on the job they don't know what that is or they, they're, they're having trouble with it, they don't get it, please call me. I'm available at any time to answer those questions. I'm not going to go through every single slide of this because the majority of this is for post and for review and stuff like that. Yeah. But what we've done in terms of the folder structure, setting up everything for post, this folder here, which I will link and put into that pin as well, that's something that'll need to be this plus these items should be given to your DIT before the shoot or on the shoot date before they start copying stuff. Mm. Because the hard drives that we save all of our stuff to have to have this exact format. Everything's been laid out. Everything's in here for them to follow. I mean, our leaders, our logos, everything that we'll need for post or anybody would need for post, it's in here. Um, and it's all sorted out. Uh, it's a template, can be copied, no problem. Um, the, the one thing that we'll need from you guys is that when you send this out, you'll need to make sure that you're actually changing this information, sure. job number and job name. Um, this can be as long as you want it to be. The hard drive itself and what it's labeled and what it and how it's labeled, et cetera, um, that information is also in this document, instructing the person on what they're supposed to be doing. We we should go through the 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 file that we give to the DIT that talks about where how you're how you're storing everything. 
like this you is mean not like, post, right? Like, well, no, I mean it's this this, it's, this format. Or, I'm sorry. No, what you had just a moment ago. Sorry. Anyway, what I'm saying is like we, we have a cheat sheet right that we give to the DIT. It tells them how to label folders mm-hmm. and files. That's what I was saying is we should go over that with with them here with it, the producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they because when the DIT has a question, then they can fill in and say like, no, this is. I just want to make sure we are touching base on that at some point. Sure. Uh, yeah, basically. What is that? Uh, he has another guide that I made for Filma a while back that we sent out to remote productions. Okay. But this is going to be probably different because this is like remote. That's just for yeah. Google Drive and how to upload to it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the. Do you still send that out to people? Yeah. Okay. So he he's been doing it. Great. Um, I'm trying to think here. And to be safe, I just set up the folder myself. Yeah. And so here, I need to put all the footage in here. I'm done including it. I will actually. Okay. I'm gonna. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. I was just saying. No, like, no, no, it's okay. Uh, well, I just realized. I make that sure we go through that. I realize that in this document, I don't have a specific slide that tells you like how okay. to write the label on the drive. Um, yeah, well, I mean, not necessarily drive, but inside the drive, we have a, f- a footage, or we have a folder for footage, mm-hmm. we have yeah, footage yeah. for this, and then inside there, you have ACAM, mm-hmm. or you have day one, ACAM, you know, however that's organized. Yeah, okay. So, it's a lot. Do, do we have that in a document, though, for the DIT to follow, is what I'm, I'm asking. Like we should take Where, that section what? out so that the producer has that okay. and they can just give it to the DIT and says, you need to organize in this fashion. Okay. You need to do it like this. That I haven't created that. Okay. I can, what I'll do is but let's, talk, go, let's go I'll through it right now. now yeah. I'll and then we'll it. give it to them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, okay. The two main, the three places that you that your, your loader is supposed to be working in is going to be, or not three, but there's a couple, is your footage folder, your audio folder. Footage is going to be everything you captured on the day that's video. If it's photo, it goes to stills, still photography. Um, if it's audio, so sound, it goes into there. Um, under art, let me see here. Under sound edit is where music and stuff goes, um, but that'll be for post, so you don't need to worry about that. Um, so all the stuff, all the video you record goes in the footage folder. All the audio you record goes in the audio folder. Your DIT, they'll be creating proxies. Um, or your loader, if, you're, if your loader is actually, if, if you're hiring them to do that, to generate proxies, the editable files, those will go into the proxy folder. The footage and the proxy and the audio folders all have the exact same format. This is just the, the template for it. We, so what we do is the cameras, if we're using professional cinema cameras, the magazine name will actually come out to something like A001 Right, but he's, he's, he's saying shouldn't there like be that. a directory above that that says A camera, B camera, C camera? We don't need it. Because each, each of the magazines, that each of the cards yeah, but if you, out. If, you, if you shoot like 20 different rolls on all the cameras, you're going to have 60 A's and 60 B's and 60 C's. He doesn't do it right. Well, no, 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 no. What I'm just saying is like, I think we need it because if we don't, if we don't have that, and something messes up, and someone records, doesn't change the camera in the letter, and you have a B, you have two Bs or two As. Okay, sure. It can be labeled. They, I mean, 
We should have an, a, a root A, A camera, B camera. Uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm just about foolproofing. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a good idea. Okay. Cool. Also, can I just say one thing? Yeah. No. As a producer. <laughs> so did everybody just say no? Everybody said no. I make that mistake sometimes, and I don't check on the DIT to make sure he's following this. Uh -huh. It's gotten me into some trouble um, in the past. So as a, as a producer, you should always to make sure that your DIT is following. You know, once you give him the first card or second card, make sure that he's following that. Um, you that, that structure that he's not going yeah agreed agreed good idea so eric says it's actually not a it's actually a good idea so he's he's saying the first time i'm gonna listen to eric no. no i'm just kidding no it's a good idea yeah after after you get the first card make sure they're putting it in the correct folder if it's a dit you've not worked with and we don't know about Get Cho, just saying. Get Cho's is my. If you if you're hiring freelance, get Cho. Cho's no. Cho knows what he's doing. He's worked on big shows. He's worked on big movies. Does he have the gear to live grade? Yeah, he's got a. He's got the iMac Pro, and I'm sure he's got a new Mac Pro. And okay. he's all. He's all about DIT stuff, man. He's got a DIT Instagram, and he's all about color grading. Like he's actually into it. You know what I mean? Um, like as a freelancer, so probably yeah. with all things, you that guy that hire guy's people on. who actually do what they do. I'm saying he's no. passionate about it, right? Yeah. So he's he's going above and beyond to making sure things are done correctly. Mm. You know, other than like 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 if you go to if you go to a vendor, they're just they just have a day job. They're just showing up. They know to push the button, copy paste here, right? He he's ensuring that stuff's done. In terms of teaching your DIT how to or your loader how to copy footage, um, that's a whole other conversation. I, I guess I can create a, I think I should probably create I a document. Honestly, I don't think we need to have that conversation because you should not be hiring someone who doesn't know how to read Sorry, PDF. but no, 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 no. It's not even necessarily that. It's about whether or not we use software to do checksums or not. Yeah, so there's, okay. So checksum, it's-, it's I'll explain in, it. Yeah. So, so essentially, most people understand that when you copy footage, you're literally- but, but Real quick, Andrew is right. If they don't know how to copy, push copy, paste, then yes, don't hire them. Yeah, 100%. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, if they can't read a PDF and understand... No, no, of course, of course. Yeah. Subsections and folders. Yeah, then they're I mean, they're an idiot. Like, of course. Yeah, no, of course. We have, then we but have, no, we're, we're talking about something that's a bit more technical. No, it's true. If, if you find someone who's like that, you have significantly bigger problems. Yeah. You, um, th that's when the producer needs to take over and, and do the DIT themselves. Yeah. So and all of you need to be able to do this. Call me, <laughs> so I can help make sure nothing yeah. goes wrong. But okay, so when you guys, when we copy footage, most people their understanding of copying footage is that they click on something and then they hit Command C, and then they go to another thing and they hit Command V. That's not the most foolproof way to do it. There is actual software we use that will actually, so you don't have to go back and specifically check every single fucking file. You can use a piece of software that will do it for you. Um, and it does math, uh, which is another thing that Josh was talking about in terms of checksums. 
So let's say, for example, I copy some footage and then I send it to somebody else. And they go, hey, I've got this footage. I've got three roles and you've got three roles. Okay, great. How do we know that each individual role is there? You could do the really long thing where you literally check and you do a screenshot and you look at every single file. Is it the right size? And you go back and forth. That's really time consuming. That's stupid. So somebody invented this thing called a checksum, which is essentially a mathematical answer to a, a math problem that a piece of software will generate based on all of your footage that exists. And the answer to that problem and the question to that math problem is sent. It's a little file and it gets sent after you've copied everything. Your software will do this for you. It's a checksum. That's what it's called. In layman terms. Yeah. In layman terms, it's a little file. If their file and their software checks it, and if they're identical, then it's no problem. In, in layman terms, your computer checks it and says it's the same copy. Yeah. It's, it's all the zeros and the ones are the exact same. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, you can't create that thing on your own. You need a piece of software to do it. Your DIT, your loader should be using some sort of software like that. I'll detail it in the document that I share out. But essentially, it's an actual piece of software. Some of them are really rudimentary, where it just literally just copies shit. Others, which are much more fancy, will actually generate reports for you. They'll allow you to generate proxies in the software. They'll allow you to color grade in the software. Um, depending on the type of DIT or loader you hire, they'll actually know what that is. Then is it worth? Uh making all the productions use that software. We, we used one on Hellhound that's pretty simple. So Hedge is the one you guys yeah. use, right? Yeah. Um, that's something we could use, that we could require. The only problem with that... Is there one license, one seed, license seed or something? Or? Correct. The license isn't transferable from computers. Computer so you can't log in and log out? No. It's okay. not a log in, log out kind of thing. Okay. Um, there is another piece of software that is log in, log out. Let's figure that out later and then talk about it. And we'll, sure. we'll come back and have a part two to this mm -hmm. discussion. Anyways, for that software, whether we hire somebody outside to do it or if we hire a generalist on the inside, if, we, if you're able to hire a generalist from post to do your DIT, they all have already been trained on it. Yep. They're already good to go. The downside to that is these days they're usually booked and they're not free to do stuff often because of how much post work we have now that we have a post house. Yep. Um, so we'll get into that later. But that's pretty much... How do I explain this? Apart from me actually going page by page in a document. Um, so l let's, let's just recap on uh, what happens. They transfer the, f they get the file mm. and where do you put it on the drives? Okay. Because I, the producers need to know how to step in and do this if the DIT has an issue. So I'll create something real quick here. <coughs> And it's so you, so it's, it's everyone learning to do this is really important because you're going to be able to recognize when the DIT is doing something wrong, right? After we check the first card, after we're using a freelance DIT, right, that we don't know or, or tr we've not worked with it before, and you want to check this first card, you want to make sure that he's done this correctly, right? You need to be able to catch it. When? Yeah. Don't hire him. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Nat, I focus pulled also. Oh, oh, and then uh, we got some friends that were in from the US and they focus pulled a little bit. <laughs> wow. Focus pulling? Yeah, we were all pulling each other's focus? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. 
your is that the best is that the best joke you got? That's it. I got it. It's right. ten it's ten thirty. It's eleven o'clock. I'm not ready for that. Okay, so if you as a producer, like I said, if for some reason you hired the wrong person, step one, yeah. call me. Step two, if you can't get a hold of me, call somebody from post. If you can't um, get a hell hold of anybody also <laughs> also usually a DOP will know how to do this as well. That's another the DOP is going to be someone on set and he's going to know what's happened with the cameras and what files are recorded. He's going to be able to step in and like really figure out problems for you too. Yeah. If you, if you have to stop the shoot and say like, guys, wait a second, we're having an issue. Mm-hmm. Give us 15 minutes, bring the DOP over and say like, Hey, can you please, you know, solve this? Yeah. I, I would not try to do that if they're, uh, they came with the client, like on a commercial, like try to avoid that. Cause it's going to make us look like we don't know what we're doing, but um, just if there's a worst case scenario and you don't have no choice, DOP is going to know. No. no. Um, let's say, for example, push comes to shove, everything has failed. It's down to you, and you got to do it. Yeah. Let's pretend that this is the folder on the drive. Of so this the is card. the mag. This is yeah. the this is the SSD so this is that comes from the camera. This is the camera card that you've gotten over here on the. Actually, I'll put it on the left because it's easier for my brain. You should, this is, this is the, this is the end of days situation where you're literally have, you don't know how to use the software. You know, you're running out of light, you're running out of time. You got to copy it. Copy, copy, <laughs> go over here, go into your ACAM. Paste. Can, we, can we just explain why it's ACAM when you read the file from the camera card? Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. So each of your cameras has a designation with a letter. They should. If they haven't done that, once again, you have problems. But your first camera is called A camera, second camera is called B camera. Yep. And C, it goes down a. the row. Yeah. Um, you can get into crazy letters. <laughs> sure. we, we were on the so, Xiaomi job. We got to like X or something. Yeah. It was stupid. But but the whole thing is right. The reason you do that is so whenever you do bring the files in to the camera, the beginning of all all the raw files you get off the camera, they're always going to begin with that camera letter. Right. So if you look up here on this mag, right on, on the on the left, sorry, on in the, the left window, that's called a zero zero one. That means that's the first roll. That's your a camera roll one. And then the second one will be a camera roll two. So it'll be a zero zero two and then so on. Is, it, is that clear for everyone? How it works? OK. OK. And that's um, going to correspond where it goes on the <coughs> correct. The drive. So the camera's letter will indicate which camera it should go into. So in the job folder, go down to footage, go down to the day that you're shooting. That should have the date on it. You should put that information in. This is the format for it. Day one, year, month, day, which camera it is. This is the A camera. We copied it into there. You're you're not the, you're, it's not in A001. They might not have this even. At that point, no. What what I'm saying is, remember we, okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry. You had two A zeros or ones. You're right. Yeah. Um, <coughs> you've copied this over here into the A camera. That's the the folder of it. From there, and 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 just just to point out, the reason why he has filed one, two, three, is because lots of cameras have different ways that they for they they store the footage, right? Uh, 
nine times out of ten when you're shooting in commercial and you're shooting with Alexa, it's literally just a .mov file. This A001R3PK is what you would see that looks similar to like with a RED camera. Mm. When you're using Alexa, it'll just be .mov 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just uh, how that's just how the footage is, is, is stored. Um, if you get into shooting raw, actual real raw, which I guarantee we probably like maybe only once or twice have done that for a commercial. It's a whole. It's even it's, worse. It's it's a it's a it's bigger than this. It's even more more things. But the whole thing is you have this you have this one folder for a cam right, and then in it needs to go all the files that you grab off of that mag. So copy every single thing off of that mag into that. Does that make sense for everyone? You you need to copy. Look, don't. Don't go into the camera card and pick and choose stuff. You need to copy every single thing in there. Yeah. Um, okay. Once again, this is like the worst case scenario that you're having to do this yourself. The next thing you're gonna have to do, which sucks, is you'll need to hit Command I, or you need to go up to, click on this, view. Uh, the is the it computer- under. Check out the screen because we're mi- check, check out the screen because you're missing. It's punched in, so they can't see what you're doing. Oh, I apologize. It's okay. Just walk them through it. Got it. So you hit this. You'll right click it. You're gonna click on Get Info. That's gonna tell you information about the actual card. It'll tell you the size of it, the number of items that are in it. That, and this one as well. You'll need to look at the Get Info on here as well. I need to make sure that both of these are identical. So that's 6,148 bytes yep. for four items. If you see something that's different, like 6,140 6, bytes, and then the other one is 6,148 bytes. You got a problem. You're missing something. So. Well, I mean, it fluctuates, doesn't it? It doesn't. It should not. So what happens is when people get in there and they start messing around in Resini and changing the metadata, then your byte size changes, but your items doesn't. Um, let's leave this conversation at this because this is going to get really technical really quick. No, but I'm, I'm just saying it, it fluctuates by a couple megabytes. Sometimes. It should not. Really? Like yeah. I, every time I've done DIT for corporate where I didn't, I never so code. I, just I know exactly what you're talking about. Technically, it should not. I have encountered this. There's another step. If you do see a fluctuation in this, you need to open up a player of some sort on the the camera. I'm sorry, on the computer, and you need to play back your clips, right? So the DIT should be playing back clips and watching them as well to make sure that there's nothing messed up in the footage. Like if a if a shot ends halfway through and won't play, he needs to tell a producer so the producer can go up to the DOP and director and say, guys, there's an issue with the take. It's this take. You go back, check with the script supervisor, or check your storyboard, see if it's a shot you need. If it's a shot you need, you need to go back and shoot it. That's one of the other reasons why you have the DT on, DIT on set is so that you can catch stuff so you don't have to come back and shoot again, right? We just did Hellhound pickups and spent 300000 bot because we forgot some stuff, right? So, like, we need to, on the shoot day, I mean, it was a hectic shoot, but... I'm just saying we needed these extra shots from the editor, so we had to go back and do pickups for it. So this is what prevents you from having to go back and do pickups in, in that way, okay? Um, copy, paste, check file size, and then 
if there's a difference in file size. Well, you should be watching back the footage anyways, the DIT should. Because the DIT has all the time. He's sitting there waiting Correct. for things to copy. He should be able to watch all the footage back. If they're not watching the footage back, ask them why. But they should be watching all the clips. Even a digital loader should be watching all the clips. He right, has, that's he part has, of the, the he has enough process. time to watch everything, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> so they should be watching it and making sure there's no, like... Um, like, I mean, I mean, when I was doing this, I remember one job I, I, I did and they hadn't calibrated the black sh- or they hadn't black shaded it. And there was all these pixels. And I don't know how to explain this, but like, anyways, the footage was super noisy, but it was just because they didn't s- set something in the settings on the camera. And I told them and they went back, reshot it so that the footage looked good. Right. So it's just stuff like that. So the DIT should be watching as well, watching it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is for the this particular instruction here about checking your file size or whatever, this is, once again, this is like the last case scenario. If it's 4 a.m., you can't get a hold of anybody, your DOP doesn't read English, you know, I, I don't know. Like, this could be like, this is the worst, this is what- uh, Dude, it's, everyone, everyone needs to know this, so don't, don't, uh, let, let's not even, let's not even go down that road. This is something you need to know. This is something you need to know. Sure. If you, because this is the thing is, is we need to train people as they come in too, right? So if you're able to provide assistance and training people at some point, that's great. Not just a worst case scenario. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, so we'll come back with some more protocols later in a part two. Correct. Um, I think, I mean, probably Josh and I will kind of figure out um, the next portion of the training and what you, we would want to cover in it. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's mostly doomsday scenario stuff, but you should know it either way. So what? Had, what? Yeah, let's let's talk about this. I agree with with Andrew as well that once all the let me show you here. This is this slide is actually perfect for it. So once we, you've we worked this out with our generalist, right? They know what to do. Correct. So they they bring back when the equipment comes back at the end of the day, or we go to the hotel at the end of the day, whatever it is. Right. The, our 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 post generalists that fill in for DIT, they know the process of uploading to the archive. Right, so we don't need to tell them that. They've already been trained on that. Yeah. That's correct, Lynn? The DIT that you're hiring outside doesn't need to do this. The, the freelance DIT. Correct, right. and that's, uh, right, exactly. Um, no matter what, whether it's, whether we do post on it what, or Once not. the job wraps and those drives come back and one of our journalists will upload it to the archive online. Yeah, so, so, so the, the whole thing is split the drives up at the end of the job mm-hmm. to ensure safety. Let's talk about that, actually. That's really important. So, um, you have, let's talk about like a job that's over 500K and you've bought three hard drives and we're doing post on it. So you've bought an SSD as well. Let's just set the protocol right now. One of the hard drives needs to, so one of the hard drives and the SSD need to go to post. Um, however, you're going to get that to CMC or however you're going to get that to one of our generalists, you can figure that out. Then that leaves you with two other hard drives. Right? How do you want to split that up? Crap. Sure. Do not no, um, that with the taxi. <laughs> um, who, who would you want to set responsible for that? The producer on oh, the job? A, a producer needs to take one drive. And I'm sorry, what were the other? A DIT should take one set of drives. Producer. If it's freelance? Take, I think it's okay. For them to. No, I mean, usually just, just give it to someone in house. For a commercial, yes. For for a movie, we you need to split that up between. They're, they're, usually, a movie has multiple producers. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. 
but at least make sure you split it up into two areas, right? So one um, that goes to post, and then one goes with the with the producer. Oh, well, I'm talking about the end of every shoot day, right? Yeah. Like sometimes you don't split it. You don't have. You're not. You're not cycling to new drives every single oh, day. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Like you might have one a three day shoot or something. Yeah, that covers two or three days, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of your shoot day, you need to make sure that that the producers split it up and take it back, right? Um, and then once you one set of hard drives has been filled it needs to be shuttled to post basically those right. drives need to be sent to post and then the producer will hang on to the other um usually at the end of like a movie or something like in my hotel room i'll have a safe in the hotel safe i got you know 20 hard drives in there or something like that and remember never give the footage to anyone without talking to your producer first yes Including that's important your dop your director yeah no your dit so, so guys, what, we, what we're creating is specific intellectual property. That means it is a digital property that um, we are creating for someone, and that is no one's property except for who owns it. It's just like giving someone's debit card away. You can't give this to the DIT. You can't, like, you're not, you're not allowed to do that. This, this is literal property, right? Our company owns it or our client owns it. You can't, you can't give it away. You, you cannot yeah. give clips to people. People should not even technically be getting stills. Um, the DIT and DOP may need to don't, don't work with this stuff, but make sure, anything. but the producer needs to, yeah. to, to give the okay on all of this. Okay yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. That's pretty much Everyone it. Everyone understand how important this is. This is just so important. The footage is always guaranteed. Yeah.